When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. friends the world got you down don't be sad listen to two dollar late fee with zach and dustin two dollar late fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment the 1980s we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today we also interview your favorite celebrities from that era all in the spirit of positivity and togetherness check us out at two dollar late fee.com in theaters now it's been a it's been a minute but hey there's a new chucky movie in theaters so you know we're gonna go see it and we're bringing back someone who wasn't here on the last one of these that we did katie yay yay (laughs) she's hung over (laughs) thanks And real quick before we dive into this, because I completely realize that I haven't said this on any episodes, including episodes that we've recorded for the future, uh, I will be at San Diego Comic-Con hanging out at the Geekscape booth. You should definitely come and check us out if you are in San Diego. Okay, Child's Play. What do you guys think? Uh, We'll do the non-spoiler stuff first on just the quick recommend, don't recommend, and then, you know, obviously if you haven't seen it yet, shut it off and don't have this be spoiled for you, Uh, but I'll go last. So, uh, Katie, you're our guest. Recommend or not recommend on Child's Play? <laughs> you, know, I think you want me to go last. Okay. Um, <laughs> Why? Because you're not awake yet? No. Or because you hated it? Yes, I did not like it at all. But I mean, I uh, don't. But I do think that people should go see it definitely to make their own opinion. But it just wasn't for me. I'm you're allowed to hover... dislike it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just yeah, you're totally allowed to. I'm just gonna hover my mouse over the kick button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Brian. I loved it. Um, I mean, when I say I loved it, understand the movie we're talking about. So it's it's a movie about a killer doll. So it's like very fun. It's 
not like a, a great movie. I, I love the, the take that they did on it. I feel like Don Mancini did originally what he said he was going to do like five years ago where, and I don't consider this a spoiler, but when he was talking about remaking it, he was saying that the first one was like kind of like drawn out, not a lot of deaths, not a lot of gore. And he wants to remake it with that. And I think he did a good job. Well, he actually had nothing to do he with had this nothing one. Nothing to do with oh, this. Oh, I thought I thought he was re- maybe that was the. Curse. He, he's doing a new TV series. Yeah, um, is that it? Oh, yeah. See, I but thought he, he was behind this. Boycotted this. this. Now he's boycotting really? this one because it it's kind of just being done so that a studio can hold on to the rights to the name Child's Play. Okay, so oh, that I went around telling everyone running. that he wrote every single one, including this one. I'm no, a liar. The, Don't listen to yeah, me this, if you talk to me. Just don't yeah, talk to Brian on the street. I, I still liked it, nonetheless. Um, yeah. I would recommend, if you're going to see it, uh, see a matinee because you forget kids. when you're an adult. You're it's kids. summertime, and yeah. teenagers have nothing to do at night. Yeah, ruined. This ruined me at 3. I, I went and saw it Friday at 2 p.m., and it was filled with parents and their 10-year-olds. Ooh. So you can't even escape on the matinees, I think. Uh, Scott. We all need rough towels because they're 18 and up most of the time. Yeah. Oh, trust me. The whole movie I was thinking I wish that there was a draft <laughs> house here. Um, Scott? It's funny that Matt is like, oh, I wish there's a draft house because I went with Mario. Uh, we saw it at 710. We saw the very first show on Thursday night. And... Um, and I was like, man, I could really use a drink. And as the, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't have a problem. I just mean like it's really I've gotten into the uh, I've gotten um, spoiled by the places that I normally go that have cocktails and beer and stuff like that. And so it's just like now I'm I have this thought process. It's like, oh, movies as an adult, you can have a cocktail or a beer while you're while you're watching a movie because i don't like watching movies in theaters i don't i i i I, actually when i got it's so funny um so we went and saw that got home um and then when megan and i got into bed she was like will you hold me and i was like "Ah, i'm not quite ready to go to sleep and she was tired and i was like i'll just watch a movie and i'm still like slowly enjoying my watch of hellraiser 2 uh on shutter and she was like you just watched a horror movie i'm like yeah, but I watched that in public, and I don't really like watching horror movies with other people. <laughs> the only thing I got out of what you just said is that your I, your wife asked you to hold her, and you said no because you're watching Hellraiser. <laughs> That's Hellraiser right, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Scott, did you like the movie or not? Oh, I didn't want to tell you that part. Oh yeah, yes, I I thoroughly enjoyed Hell. Hold on. He was about to say Hellraiser 2, which yeah. I... <laughs> you still don't know his take on this movie. Okay, yeah. I, I'm really just trying to, to, to make this one really count for me. Uh, I'm just a, such a glutton for attention. Um, so I really enjoyed everything about it, except for the fact that it was... That that he said, my name's Chucky. That's the... I, I have no negative things to say about this movie. Do I like it as much as Child's Play 2? No. Do I like it as much as Child's Play 1? Probably not. But I think I saw Matt say somewhere that he he put it like third or fourth on his list. Yeah, this is my third favorite Child's Play movie um, below Child's Play 2 and Bride of Chucky. But I think it's better than all the ones that came after Bride. I think it's better than the original. Uh, I have a lot of issues. I actually think the original is one of my least favorite Me in the too. franchise. Because I think it has some real pacing issues in the middle. Mm, yeah. Because agreed. of all the voodoo stuff. Yeah. And I think that removing the voodoo bullshit from Chucky 
in itself is brilliant. Um, I but, really yeah. liked, you know, I, I was like, I didn't know if they were going to go evil AI or if they were going to go, uh, is this, is that a spoiler? I, I think that it's kind of implied. Uh, I don't think it, that ruins too yeah, much. Yeah, okay. But, so, but like, I didn't know if they were going to do the supernatural or the, the AI side, but this is like a really fun Black Mirror episode. Yeah, I think that this is bet. I, as much as I like some of the other Child's Play movies more, I think that this is a better, scarier Chucky. And I, I I, he's also empathetic. It, like you can yeah. empathize with, or he's not empathetic. You feel empathy for the killer doll. Like it's fucking cool. I, I don't know. I yeah. really, that is, I wouldn't gush over this movie just like I didn't gush over Halloween 2018, but I really enjoyed my watch. Yeah. I, I told someone that I liked it because in a fucked up way, I'm like, but this kind of could happen. <laughs> Because it yeah. really yeah. is just oh. like an evil Alexa movie. Like, yeah, it is. It is. Tesla, like how that Tesla car killed that person. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm terrified of that. The Kaplan car. <laughs> but but at that note, let's um, say that we're about to dive into spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet, uh, you know, this is the point to shut it off. But, you know, three of us loved it. And one of us still says that you should probably check it out for yourself. No, you should definitely um, see it. Like. Don't let other people curve your opinion of it. Definitely go see it. It's a good movie to Man, watch. Man, Katie being posy. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> we should kick her off the show more often. She comes back with more positivity. Hey, I'm, I'm huge on people not uh, basing their own opinions off of critics. Very true. Dude, movie. critics are so pointless. They're, they're Dude, it's such a fucking uh, waste. Working in the video game industry and stuff and seeing that IGN is paid by, like, the bigger companies, you're like, fuck all those reviewers. Like, it's all just yeah. funny. And it's not even, like, some of them, it's not even like, oh, that wasn't a very good movie. Like, my, I was so defeated on my birthday on my way to see Aladdin because there was just so many re reviews where it's like, this movie isn't bad. It is a tragedy. It is oh. disgustingly awful one of the worst things that disney has ever done yeah. and, and it's like, just like a fun movie <laughs> yeah and i enjoyed the whole time, fun time yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry it's, it's not fucking shakespeare yeah, it's like, it's, yeah but anyway um so diving into the movie uh wait, wait, wait. Had... oh so i have i have one question for everybody go for um it. so uh, i would like everybody to go round table and just tell me because i don't have a whole like a, a big affiliation or or much of a feeling for the child's play franchise itself so my question for you guys and lady is are you big child's play fans and does that affect your feeling on this remake it, it's Reboot. so weird i would say that i'm a big child's play fan and child's one of my loves for child's play it is it is the exact opposite of every horror franchise because as as much as i love Child's Play 2, I like the later dark comedies better. Like, I don't, I'm like, Matt, I don't really care for the first one. I hate, I really hated the third one. Child's Play 2 is awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed Bride of Chucky. I thoroughly enjoyed Seed of Chucky. I just found out six months ago that I actually never watched Curse of Chucky. And I found that out when I watched Cold of Chucky that I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed. <laughs> because well, I was, I said something to my brother about like, I have no idea who this woman is. They just brought this new character and I feel like she was someone. And my and Matt was like, she was the main character in Curse of Chucky. I was like, oh, never never knew that was a movie. Good to Isn't know. Is that his daughter too, <laughs> Fiona? Yeah, yeah Fiona. It, I, I love the Child's Play movies. And I used to like, kind of, like they were kind of like the franchise that I would make fun of. But 
as I've watched more and more slash movies, I really do applaud the consistency among them. Like there is a very coherent, you can follow the story of Chucky a lot easier than you can follow like Freddy or Jason. Cause there's always a well-established reason why they, why Chucky comes back. Whereas like Freddy, it's just like, well, I guess that didn't take, Like that's like basically how Freddy comes back. Every movie is just like, Oh, we remember when we, you thought we killed him at the end of that one. We didn't kill him at the end of that one. Um, <laughs> So I've always like, and I just, like Brian said, I like that blend of dark comedy with him. And I think it works as a dark comedy. And I think that this did a really good job of being, I think this is the best dark comedy of all of them in the sense that it is funny when it needs to be funny, but it's also really fucking dark when it needs to be dark. Like, yeah, it's not wacky and goofy like a dark comedy. And so brutal. But it, oh, it, it's vicious. You need in a movie like this, you need to have a comedy aspect. Um, it, because it, it is laughable and that's why i like about child's play is they always had like this somewhat like lightness to it it's just like i don't get into annabelle movies and it's the same thing with that adam scott movie where he's the stepdad and it's like the omen type remake is like with dolls and children you need to have a fucking laughable side of it because it's not fucking scary if i walked out yeah. my house right now and children of the corn was outside i would slap the shit out of every single one of them Yo, speak for yourself. <laughs> They're not. Um, yeah, that's why we have her on here. <laughs> yeah. so, so real quick, uh, and this is to to stick off of the thing that Scott said about how brutal the kills are. Um, one of our listeners and a, a good friend of mine, Frank Sanders, uh, recently moved to L.A. He does a lot of DP work. And because of that, he's able to see a lot of like the test screenings and give feedback. And he messaged me and said, when I saw the original cut that they had, they didn't show any of the kills except for the lawnmower. Um, they always would cut away. Did they actually put the kills back in? That was almost the entire feedback session was that we needed to see more of the gore. Um, so that's kind of cool to know that like they they really thought that it was so graphic that they couldn't show most of it. So they cut most of it out just for the lawnmower and test audiences were like, no, 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 no show us more. But the thing <laughs> like, is that you don't really see much else. It's mostly tableau kind of stuff where there's the fucking skin. I mean, you see that that lawnmower is fucking crazy, and yeah. then you see the skin on the the watermelon, and then how is his eyes still attacked? Yeah, that really <laughs> he plucked them. He chucked okay, wait, wait one second. Do you want me to tell you about? Yes, him? yes, yes. We're sorry. We got. We, got we don't care about you, Katie. Get off the phone. You hated this movie. <laughs> shame, shame. I have two pages of notes for this whole movie, so wow. it's not that Did you take I... them in the theater? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have really bad ADHD, and I will watch a movie and then walk out and be like, huh, what was that movie about? <laughs> so, so... <laughs> Try being on this show. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, she has. She has. No, she, she, knows. She, she gets to do the good stuff, though. Oh, oh I'll cut you. She did Chopping Mall and, and Troll. troll. Uh, yeah. Come on back. now. No, Troll is a bad movie. Troll is not a forgettable Whoa. movie. That is not a forgettable movie. Troll is a movie you remember vividly. I agree. Even <laughs> I, I still stand by Troll is the more outrageous of that in Troll 2. Because Troll 2 is just a bad movie that you don't forget. Troll is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, the thing about that, the that uh recording of that i forgot to watch the movies until the night before so i was up until like three o'clock in the morning watching chopping mall and troll then you can take my job 
Yeah. What a brutal <laughs> double feature. That's what I do. That sounds I like the that. best fucking double feature. What are you talking about? Okay, so child's play. Um, I didn't really, uh, didn't really get into the franchise very much because of dolls. I don't like dolls. Um, also, Chucky is a misogynistic douchebag. Um, yeah, he's a prick. But I do love Jennifer. But Taylor, this Chucky's not. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why I was like, oh, okay, like it's all right. But he did say bitch one time, so that's like on the on the line. Uh, but that's just because he learned it from fucking um, Pug. Yeah. yeah. Or um, Puck or whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I never that. figured out what his name Puck was. Every time, they, every time they said, I'm like, I still don't know what your name is. <laughs> um, I love Cedar Chucky. That's like my favorite one of the entire franchise because it has John Waters in it. Yeah. In Chucky's defense, now I'm not someone that is for misogynism in any way, but it definitely falls below my like priority list when your biggest issue is you're a serial killer. You know, yeah. like it's like, oh, that that Charles, he doesn't respect women one bit. Oh, also, he killed a bunch of people in his lifetime. A whole lot. I guess that we're not talking about it as the character, but rather the fact that it's basic nomenclature in the movie, yeah. in those yeah. movies. Like, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. Freddy. Yeah, Freddy is a child rapist slash murderer. <laughs> But you know what charming. really bugs the shit out of you? <laughs> yeah. Is he? No, no. Um, well, I was going to say, I was going to say, I. The sweater. But, but I think that what you're saying, Scott, is like at the same time, Freddie and Chucky have this weird. It's the downside of doing like a horror comedy is that like they, in a weird, fucked up way, become like an anti hero because they're funny and they're likable. So it makes the like misogyny even more upsetting in a weird way because like you could. You're not going to a Friday or a Nightmare on Elm Street movie to cheer on the human characters. Yeah, no. Like you're there to see what Freddy's going to do to them. Fuck yeah, you're there so, for like, the brutal you death. Get away you with... want to see how they go out. Yeah. So you can do that without bitch being thrown around the whole time. And that's, that's but the but what's everybody's favorite time. fucking line? Oh, I know. Everybody's it's favorite Freddy line is "Welcome to primetime, bitch," and yep. I hate that. Yeah, because the big break in TV is such a better line anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so sorry, we keep so cutting Katie, off. Katie, you were you got <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, you got Katie. to seat of Chucky, right? What? That's where you you were you had gotten to your your thoughts on seat of Chucky. Do you have anything to say to cults or uh, or uh, curse or cult? Uh, the cult one was good. I watched it on Netflix. Um, Am I the only person that likes Curse of Chucky? I, I don't think I've ever. I, seen well, Brian hasn't though, seen it. So I yeah, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> I seen it. I, I like Curse of Chucky a lot, actually. I I think that that whole bride to cult is like a solid block of movies um but yeah cult's fun curse is great i, like, I think curse is, the only curse one is I great because it's a gothic horror oh so what how is the you guys are crazy it was very under publicized it was super under publicized i think the only reason you and i saw it was because reddit horror club made us watch it <laughs> what? is that true yeah curse of chucky <laughs> yeah I mean, I don't think Cold of Chucky, unless I'm just so out of tune with the world, I, I felt like Cold of Chucky wasn't really publicized. I watched it because it was on Netflix. Like, I just saw that, that's that there was why a Chucky movie I haven't seen. I was like, oh, It's not it. like I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think because they were both just straight-to-DVD releases, they kind of got buried. It's like the Killjoy movies. Do you know anything beyond the first Killjoy movie? I don't even <laughs> but, know what but you're Killjoy about. is publicized enough, yeah. you know? The, well, the fact okay, that it isn't is enough. 
how many yeah like if i told you there was 14 puppet master movies you'd be like how i've heard of like six of them yeah <laughs> like, once they start getting real obscure in an in a digital age if they're not streaming somewhere they might as well not exist if they're not mm. going to get a theatrical release. you sure as hell can buy the is... whole box set with all of them and yeah. stock in full moon just went down like 60 percent because i canceled my membership so, <gasps> yeah, dude, Before how are I, we gonna watch shit? How Puppet am I going Master to watch? Four? I know I haven't watched yeah. it yet. Shit, oh, dude, Jesus. it's eight dollars a month. It's just not. <laughs> if y'all haven't watched the new Twilight Zone, I'm about to cancel my CBS no, access. Katie. No, I, I still have mine. See, if you're under five, you can get away with taking my money. I think, I think CBS is like Well, I recently just got kicked off of a bunch of the TV networks that my ex-boyfriend's family had. I think they canceled the cable. <laughs> How long ago did you break up? Five oh, years. she's been talking about this about two years now. Oh, uh, see, you're lucky. I'm ago. petty as fuck. You're... Four years ago, yeah, we broke up. But they had cable, and so I just used their cable login for like FX Now and everything else like that. But they just changed the password or canceled it. So now I have to buy like all of the like FX now and stuff like that because I gotta watch my Simpsons, y'all. Yeah. Okay, so let's get past Katie's cheap ass and let's get back <laughs> hey, in to child else. play because it's because it's been twenty minutes and Brian needs to leave in twenty seven <laughs> minutes. So maybe we should talk about. Can the we movie. talk about yeah. the trailers? I just want to talk about one trailer. Go I was I, I was underwhelmed with the trailers, but you can see if. There's the, something different. Have y'all did y'all get the trailer for the new Eric Andre Bad Trip movie? Yeah. Uh, what the fuck is that? I was so I'm so over. I hate Eric Andre. I apologize. I apologetically love Eric Andre, and I think he's fucking. I, I like Eric Andre too, but like the I hate the like. How do you actually write a movie around prank bits? Like just do bad a prank grandpa? movie. They just you don't they need did it to... with Bad Grandpa. And and that yeah, would be good and it try, wasn't and good. it didn't work. It doesn't work as a story. Where he has the diarrhea in the fucking diner, and that is like one of the best pranks I have ever seen in my entire fucking but life. But but you're talking about it's the prank. prank. What about the plot of the movie? <laughs> like I don't care. Just about the you plot can just do as. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> and neither does the people making those movies. That's why I'm Everybody like, just calm down, calm down. Yeah, Matt no, is getting I'm just like, angry. I'm so, well, because it's like. Just I got so excited because I'm like, oh my god, is there going to be another Jackass movie? And it's like, no, it's one of these things where we're trying to write a plot line around pranks, and it never fucking worked. <laughs> Just do a prank movie at that point. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm uh, sorry that I brought that up. Yeah, yeah. How dare you? And they can't do I, another Jackass movie. Uh-uh. Ryan no, Dunn's not without Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Plus, God but clearly as... played a huge prank on Bam Margera, and he hasn't recovered from it. So. Damn. Good lord. I'm saying it now um, when you can't cut it. <laughs> this is wrong. Uh, so I will say that did you guys have like one or two really out of place Disney trailers? That I had Adam's Family. I don't know if that's Disney. I don't think it's Disney, yeah. but that was out of it's place. It's not Disney. I, yeah. I got Adam's Family and Maleficent 2 in the middle of my <laughs> Child's Play trailer list. My, yeah, I was confused. Mine have old. I got. Bad Trip, The Lodge, Midsummer, Scary Stories, uh, and The Art of Self-Defense with Jesse Eisenberg. See, you got, I only got Scary Stories and Bad Trip out of that list. You guys, Yeah, you guys got good ones. I'm glad I didn't get a Midsummer trailer because 
I saw five seconds. I saw the guy who brought you Hereditary, and I have actively, I can safely say I haven't seen one trailer for Midsummer because yeah, but, they're getting my money anyway. But, so I'm just going to yeah, say yeah. Hereditary. You know? if, after you watch the movie, if you went back and watched the trailer, you're like, this literally is nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that, that A24 does a pretty good job of keeping things very very obscure mm -hmm. and keeping you on your toes when you watch a trailer that's why like i i don't have an embargo on trailers i'll watch one yeah you know yeah. so i've seen the midsummer trailer i'm ready for it i saw the yeah. banana splits trailer i'm fucking ready for it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i saw ready or not uh that that was one trailer that i got um before before child's play um and i'm so ready for that man i wish i, 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 I love that I actress did. Hmm? I wish I would have seen that trailer in theaters. It just looks so good. It's the same trailer that you posted on the group. So, I mean, it's not. But I want to. They don't have a second trailer. Screen. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so quick question that I, I that I asked everybody prior. Sorry, Katie, what are you going to say? Um, so, at the Draft House, they do this thing for PSAs um, where they're like, if you talk, this, like, blah, 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 will, like, cut your head off or something like that. Uh, and it's like a movie clip from like shitty movies. Like I think there's one, uh, this one is like the most hilarious one. When you post this episode, I will post this video with it. And it's from uh, Food of the Gods 2, if you've ever seen that. So yeah. No, but it's on the list. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Okay, I'll post yeah. the video on there because it's like the most, my most favorite PSA that they have. And it's fucking awesome. I'll post it when you guys do it. And it's amazing. And it's, I like crack up the entire time. People think I'm probably fucking insane. <laughs> um so katie question because i already asked brian this how deep into the movie were you when you realized that wasn't jack black uh not none i didn't ever think it was jack black yeah <laughs> okay because I, I thought it was jack, jack black, black until halfway through the movie and then brian still thought it was jack black until i asked him that question this morning <laughs> <laughs> Her laughter at you, Brian, that just is, Sorry, is Brian. like, it's basically glitter just sprinkling on my face. I feel like I if love Jack it. Black ever heard this podcast and heard that you said that, he'd be fucking happy. Well, because like in my head, I'm like, man, I love that. I literally thought I love that Jack Black is just like popping up in all these horror <laughs> franchises now because like House of the Clock in the Walls was fun and like Goosebumps was fun. But I'm like, now it's time for him to do like a good hard art horror. Mean Goosebumps and I'm too, glad it's in this. Yeah. With anyone. And he probably only was on set for one day. Listen, Goosebumps 2 is a bad movie. House with the Clock in the Walls is a great movie. And I do want to um, tackle what would happen if Jack Black heard this? Would he be offended? Would he be offended that I'm mistaken that Jack Black looking guy to look like him? You're not John Ham Jack Black if you're listening. I'm sorry. I'm, so yeah, I'm sorry that I see a, a rotund guy with bad facial hair. And and the hey, Jack Where's Cage? Um, so, so let's so let's start. I'm going to start with Katie on this because Scott, you already said like one of your biggest beefs was the fact that he said his name was Chuck. That's the only plot hole in the entire movie, which I think is great. I think that they yeah. did a really good job wrapping up every single line that they or, or every step that they took was followed by another step, if that makes sense. Like, I don't feel like any there were no loose ends. I just wasn't happy with the fact that if it's. Where, where did it where did it pick that up if it's basically yeah. a learning ai there's no reason why i would say chucky and i just felt like 
the way that they could have done that was just say that the kid wants to call him Chucky. Maybe because yeah. his dad's name was Charles or some shit. I mean, just yeah. you can have one throwaway line that and they're very good on their exposition in this movie because the pacing's awesome, the exposition is fantastic without burdening you with anything. They could have just I mean, I just thought that was lazy. I, that's I, all. Yeah. I, I did like I, the Star um, Wars reference though. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Because yeah. they I feel like I don't know, I didn't really like that. But I also think about with the whole movie was him calling him Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, my only, and this isn't really, I have two complaints. Both of them are minor and one is more of a joke anyway. But complaint number one was I wasn't in love. Actually, three complaints. <laughs> I wasn't in love with, I wasn't in love with the way that the chip was like, like it just felt like a very, um, easy way to get that particular toy to be broken was just like guy gets fired and then just happens to also despite working in a sweatshop know how to hack into a system and change uh the chip was like a little all he did was turn off all of the inhibitors it's all he did i would eh, you'd have to know that to to do a test that's true um number two (laughs) i feel i feel like the kids um hearing disability really never comes into yeah, play. Yeah, because he minus... gets that shit knocked out of his ear all the time and he still hears. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's brought up as like an insult in one scene and that Chucky can talk to him through the the uh hearing aid. But like that's it's such like a minor thing. I don't even know why it's there. And you know, Chucky's watching all this stuff and he's picking up information from Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. 2. And not <laughs> once does he say incoming mail. <laughs> and I was so upset. Which I <laughs> loved out loud what yeah. what version of texas chainsaw massacre 2 were they watching because that was all over the place oh it was <laughs> all out of order yeah, that, i actually turned to my own i'm like that's out of order but that's what this kind of fucking nerd i am it's like <laughs> uh, but you know what all three of us thought it and that is why we podcast together. yeah okay so here's one thing i want to say if there's a character arc in horror movie night it's me because i went from fucking hating tcm2 to being the number one champion of it on the show <laughs> the first thing i thought right. when i saw it i was like oh scott's gonna love this i was rock hard i i almost turned back on my phone to text you as it was happening <laughs> And no one would have complained because I was sitting next to a bunch of children that were texting the whole fucking time anyway. Um, So, Katie, we went through, you know, we love the movie and those were our little minor complaints. So what was it about this movie that didn't work for you? Or has our love of this movie already started to turn the tide? Um, You you should know by now, no one influences me on anything. Uh, (laughs) But I honestly, I don't really have any complaints about this movie. It just wasn't for me. It wasn't like I hated anything about it. Um, I think the only like half complaint that I would have to say is just the doll, but I mean, it's because they don't have the rights to the original Chucky doll. I mean, I literally have no complaints about this movie, but I kind of think it's so much creepier because of it. Like Uh, when he's teaching him how to make the face, I thought that that was very funny, but yeah, my only complaint is that they did too much CGI with the doll. I would have liked it to be all animatronic because they had the budget for it. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I just yeah. I just would have liked that a little bit better. But I thought that – so I think that everything in this movie is nicely understated in a positive way. Like Chucky being fucking creepy is un, in a, under, understated in a very good way in the first two acts until he starts actually murdering things, starting with the cat. Um, but also you understand his motivations. Like 
is this really a slasher movie? Because so many slasher movies, the motivations you can't empathize with. I mean, yeah, it is, but it's also, it's just an interesting, so much of this is an inversion of the Mancini-verse that I really can get behind because so many remakes or reboots, you're like, what's the fucking point? And with this one, it doesn't feel like a cash grab. I know that a lot of people are upset with this film that have and have not seen it because they're like, there's no reason for this to be made. But I think that every story has been told a million times and it's about how you tell the story. And I think that this story was written and told in a fresh and interesting way in, in such a way that like you get to have an empathetic slasher killer, which is why maniac 2012 is so fucking good. And it like, so as far as the doll for me, I went in relieved with the doll. Um, because I had the same concerns that I think it was on the little shop of horrors fright school that Joshua mentioned was based on like the pictures I saw the doll already looked creepy. And that's what I thought it was going into. But then when you watch it, he actually doesn't look creepy in the beginning. And the story, I don't think the- he looks. Creepy oh, I disagree. The opening shot. I was like, that is a creepy no, doll. I mean, based like- on the trailer, it looked like he was just going to be this creepy doll, which is like, why would anyone buy that for the kid? But he really doesn't until he starts to go kind of like, you know, like a killer. Hey, why? When he goes insane, it's no, it, awesome. even though this is an, a robot. The fucking bear. The bear buddy. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the bear's bear. fucking Fuck creepy. No. Also hilarious. Yeah. Um, even though this is an AI, he shares, actually, this is the me being a true crime loser. He's actually more of a serial killer than the actual serial killer was in Child's Play. Because he has a back like, Charles Lee Ray. Yeah, like like this is really now obviously there's some that's just like they just want to get back to their mom. But like a lot of serial killers will like like Jeffrey Dahmer, this is like a perfect example of like he he would just he didn't want these people to leave or he wanted to like these friends and he he a lot of his kills where he didn't even try to kill anyone. He tried to zombify him, but it just it seems like <laughs> It seems like a lot of like, it's more realistic of a serial killer where it's like, okay, this is a person I love. This is a person that I'm gravitating towards. Um, these people are getting in the way of it, but it's okay. Like it's, I, I'll, I'll kill them so then I can have this person. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, that, I thought, that shares I more traits. feeling really sorry for the doll throughout yeah. the entire movie. Like when he's on the table, God, it was like killing me. But I Well, had- when he's yeah. in the closet- that was the part that made me the saddest. Yeah, yeah. I felt so sad. He's like, I don't like being oh, in the it made closet. Me so sad. He reminds me of uh, there, when he was on the table. He like did some man- mannerisms that reminded me of Gizmo from Gremlins. Um, oh yeah, I, I was gonna say this has sad. a lot of Gremlin. It actually reminds me more of Gremlins than than Child's Play in a weird way because it's it's about like a fun childhood toy that goes crazy mm-hmm. over time. That's a, and, that like, would be a, a lot great of ways, double feature actually. Yeah. And it taking place at Christmas time with him taking down the Christmas. Like, so is that, there's is it, a lot. I that, thought it was after it Christmas is. because he says, well, it's slightly after Christmas, but like, I'm but also, saying, why would the like buddy two? why would the buddy two be coming out a couple weeks after Christmas? That doesn't make any sense to me. That is like silly. So I, maybe it's spring. And he's just had that shit up for a yeah. while. Yeah, I mean, he lives in fucking California. I don't know when watermelons are in season. But also, that's true. What about also, them pre-ordering? It? Also, he's a douchebag. Because I think it was but, up for yeah. pre-order, though. That's true because that happens a lot too. Where uh, like, okay, because you remember the Star Wars toy thing? I'm not sure if you ever heard no. that when the Star Wars. Oh, toys oh, the original in the st- line in yeah, the original line. Whatever, yeah, they just sold people pieces of cardboard, cardboard yeah. that said your star wars toy will be ready for pickup oh, in march horrible. or whatever and that was what 
Oh like, no, that's, well, Katie, you need to watch the um the is it the, the first episode the of the toys, toys that, that made us? us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's really interesting because they talk about how the whole Star Wars mm -hmm. franchise basically was fueled by the toys. Interesting. You guys <laughs> should watch. I'll watch that if you guys watch Star Wars. It's a documentary about um up, like going up to episode one where people like stood in line for like like a whole week. It's fucking crazy. Oh, I'll watch, watch the shit oh, out of that too. Like, yeah, I'll make the like charities will stand in line for like super rich people for the movie for if they donate to like their cause. It's, oh, wow. it's really good. And it's people who like go to see one of the movies that um, was showing the first trailer for it because they didn't show trailers on TV, I guess. Um, mm. And they like went and watched this movie and it was like some shitty movie. And then they all out of run out of the movie and they're like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'll look it up and I'll send it to um, you guys. Yeah, please do. I'll watch the crap out of that. Um, so I will say, so let's talk about the death. Oh, yes. I'm let's talk about those fucking kids. Like, let's talk about these. I literally squirmed when he falls off that yes. ladder and yes. it's a close up of that leg. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, no, boy, no, don't lie. But the best part about <laughs> that is that your fear, Yeah, I'm so scared of breaking my shins. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I. I <laughs> oh my god the best part about that is that he's such a shit father and the thing is is that this movie like i said is so subtle it, like it, it it's not it's not subtle but it's beating you it's not beating you over the head with how black mirror is like technology will kill you because like it's indifference to your fucking kids yeah. will kill you adults and i love yeah. that because the guy falls off the ladder and he's like ah and the kids have their headphones on and they're just immersed in their fucking phones and and they they like look up and he'd already fallen over and they just go back to their <laughs> phones no help from your progeny i loved that but yeah I, I i definitely cringed for that but not nearly as fucking bad and i i was like i went oh fuck when when um the the perv falls off onto the table saw and his leg oh, yeah. oh. his little foot gets oh no, no no i'm sorry it's when his toe oh. um yeah hits the blade and it goes and oh god or how about chucky stabbing him in the <laughs> yeah. dick uh, <laughs> that didn't do it as bad that was poetic justice yes yeah oof it it uh I, so what was it oh okay so as I've complained on both online and on this episode, I was very annoyed by the fact that I was sitting next to a mother that had way too young children to be there. And I'm talking like four or six year old range was like her group of three. And they kept like pulling out their phones when they were scared to like look at anything but the screen. Don't take your but, kids to see Chelsea, uh, you dumbass. I feel so bad yeah, for you. <laughs> but there was one, yeah, there was one part that made it all worthwhile, which was the scene where Chucky stabs the one dude in the neck when he's dressed oh. up as a giant good guy. And, it, and, and it sprays all yeah, over the little girl's face. Yeah. And the mom starts laughing. And I hear the little girl go, Mother, how could you laugh at that? And I was like, oh, man, that's amazing. Oh, that was so... I was so disturbing. It's it reminds me of if you ever watched Freaky Freaks and yeah. Geeks, the like mascot yeah. head that's the giant screaming yes. Viking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what? Slappy. Uh, 
and I'm like, yeah. obviously, I'm super afraid of ventriloquist yeah. dummies, and that's like immediately what I thought of. And I was, and I actually yeah. turned, like physically turned away when it popped up on the screen. <laughs> I knew he was gonna get stabbed in the fucking neck and then spray blood on that little girl's face. I saw it coming. They telegraphed it, and I was so so happy. <laughs> um, the loudest scream again coming from those kids. And it actually, I don't know if the scene actually scared me or if the girls screaming so badly scared me, but around that same time where it's completely dark as Andy's walking around and then just Chucky comes flying out of the darkness yeah. screaming. There are only, and the cool thing about this movie is that there are only two or three jump scares. Yeah. Yeah. Which really, like, and I thought that they were useful without being over the top, like Annabelle. You know, Annabelle is yeah. just all about jump scares. Well, the trailer is just a jump scare at this point. Like, The Nun is just a jump the scare. The Nun is it's just not even a, a bad movie. Like, I, so I appreciate, well, no, no, I'm just talking I about appreciate the, the James Wan yeah. jump scares that aren't actual jump scares. But I... Or you just see something yeah, silently like, in the I, background I really, that's I really creepy. enjoyed yeah. those, but, like, no one... Is that considered a jump scare, then? No, if there's know. not, like, uh, if there's not a... Uh, uh, a musical sting behind it. I don't think it's a jump scare. Yeah, uh, it depends on it depends on who you're with. Like it, it's definitely a jump scare for um because once for you, Jade once you, because... once you realize that it's there, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. We were watching. Yeah. Uh, I think that's dread. Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was watching it with Jade, and there was just a scene where the ghost was like in the basement in the top right corner. Yeah. And I turned to Jade and I go, "You see the ghost in the top right corner?" And she goes. <laughs> I watched that show three times that's the best. to try and see all of the ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the coolest part is the Where's Waldo of ghosts yeah. throughout yeah. that show. Um, so I I have to to give credit also to this movie for Mark Hamill, dude. I, I think that Mark Hamill at the end of the day was a better Chucky voice than the original guy. And I, I know that's gonna be blasphemy to say. Well, I think See, that they're both good in their different ways because Brad Dourif is over actor to the max. And and that's why he works as a deranged serial killer ghost inside a child's toy. But I feel like if you have deranged AI that is really a more of a true psychopath, like Brian was saying, where he just wants to hold on to this person no matter the cost... I think that Mark Hamill is superior because I don't know if Brad Dourif could do that. Yeah, they're definitely both I don't think the better could. Chucky for the Chuckies that they are. Yeah, I think that <laughs> yeah, I guess good. they can both exist. So I, I, so here's here's I guess where I I lean a little bit more into Mark Hamill, um, and it's it's gonna I'm gonna use The Shining as an example. Um, you know, Stephen King despises the original Shining uh, that Stanley Kubrick did. And one of the biggest reasons is the casting of Jack Nicholson, because he's like, you just casted a crazy guy to play a crazy guy when the movie's about a really good hearted, nurturing, loving guy who slowly becomes more and more crazy. And I think that like Mark Hamill really does play that so beautifully throughout this movie where you do see this transformation scene by scene as he gets more and more sinister and more and more deranged. Whereas like, like you said, I don't think that Brad Dorf could ever pull that off. Like he, Brad Dorf couldn't even believably pull off Chucky pretending to be a good person. <laughs> in that child's yeah. yeah. So like, so like, I don't think he could ever do that performance. He's great at the screaming thing, but I also think that Mark Hamill was more terrifying to me because he had such a soft voice. But also he was... Mark Hamill <laughs> is a, 
a world-class voice yeah. actor. Brad Dourif is a world-class actor. Like, you watch Exorcist 3, which I hate, but Brad Dourif is... All, he's, he dominates that, that movie. He yeah. is, he's the only reason to watch Exorcist 3. He's like a really... I mean, he may not have any chill. He may be the Nick Cage of dramatic <laughs> overacting. Do you think that was a shout-out to him in the one kid's room? Because I thought that was an odd poster to have. There was a Killer Cross from Outer Space and yeah. then an Exorcist 3 poster. That's absolutely a Brad Dourif yeah. reference. Yeah, I didn't yeah. catch the Exorcist 3 poster. Yeah, I was like, wow. Um, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we absolutely need to cover. But like the movie, I, I just had a... I think it's a good time. I didn't... It's a it's a quick ninety, you know, like it. You're in and out. It it. I think the pacing of the movie is fantastic. I was never really bored. never bored. Yeah, it it. I I even oh you know who we didn't talk the about. Cop. So I was gonna say the cop and his mom because both of their deaths actually upset Wait, he doesn't me. Die. From oh that's true that's true. But the mom like I was like genuinely upset because. The first couple kills, like I could care less about a cat. I know that's no, shitty, but like How dare whatever you. it was a cat. It's, it's the it's the and, first step. Can I? Be, it's like it's yeah. actually great. Great if Brian's talking about serial killers, most of them start with abusing animals. All right, a pet. I'm gonna be honest. I, I felt the same remorse Matt felt for the cat. I'm just I'm really trying to get on Joshua's good side because I want him to be my best friend, and I know he's a cat guy, <laughs> so that's why I didn't say it. I'm I'm letting Matt take the hit. <laughs> but you know but, he's not editing this out so yeah but that's fine but but then like you know the the first kill it's like that guy's a piece of trash you know what i mean like you really are just yeah. like not that like anyone should die but it's like i don't feel a whole lot of empathy for, it's the, it's, for how shitty he is it's the slasher thing you you have to make your steps from be uh, but that's also cool because it's like it makes absolute sense why the cop's mom got killed because she said to andy you're, You're my, my best new friend. best friend, and the, the, Chucky has no. It's he's ones and zeros. He's yeah. binary. Yeah. So he sees her as a threat, and he has to take her out. And that's what all it 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 really solidifies him as a villain, but it also shows you that like he is completely logic driven, which I think is very cool yeah. because you can't. Even though at the end, uh, Andy starts singing the buddy song to just. <laughs> get him to, to stop for a second before he stabs him. Um, I, I still think that this is a really cool way of having a killer where it's completely logic driven, where you can't really be like, please don't. Yeah. You yeah. have to give them a I, reason because they're a computer. Yeah. I do love, I love the, the first night with Chucky where he's just yeah. standing by the bed staring at him singing this so song. Yeah. <laughs> And I love, I have to say, changing, so positive, negative, um, I'm fine with them having Aubrey Plaza play uh, a young mother that had a kid <laughs> My really 16th young. birthday was was yeah. very productive. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I almost, like, the thing that bothered me was that their relationship just always felt like older sister, mm -hmm. little brother to me the whole time, where I'm just like, why not just lean into that? Like, that's still, like, a touching thing like their parents both died and they have to like kind of go about on their own but uh i love the idea of just making andy like a normal teenager because that's the other thing that really hurts even child's play 2 to a certain extent is like a six-year-old it's a little too easy to buy 
that like the kid just pretends that a doll's alive right, and it's yeah. like, well, that's what a kid does. But like with him, I like that. It's like, no, I think that there's something wrong with him. Like he's psychologically yeah. losing mm-hmm. his mind and it plays it in a much, much, much darker light because of it. Um, so I, I like, I like that we did get like teenager Andy and said, I also love that on the same day, Toy Story comes out with a, bunch of toys and their love affair with Andy. Dude, putting those posters out there of just Chucky but killing all of the Toy Story it. characters. They really, I, I think one of the guys from Monster Mania said it best where he was like, whoever came up with those posters must have worked for Geico because it was a great <laughs> idea that got done way too many times. <laughs> like, yes. Well, so, so one thing I want to say about like Andy and Chucky that I really liked. And we did mention it earlier is that, so he's different. So he's got, he's got an, a hearing impairment, but it's not like he's not heavily handicapped. So it's like, he's just different enough to have trouble with making friends, well, you know, and, and Andy is like, we're both. They just mm-hmm. moved there. The new, he's the new kid. He has no friends. Yeah. Yeah. But even being, even being a regular new kid, much less one with a handicap, you know that that I like that they touch upon that and how he's like how Buddy or Buddy the Buddy doll, but Chucky is like we're both different and we're both like and that's why we're supposed to be together. It's like I really think that it's cool because if you look at him as a psychopath, as Chucky is like a psychopathic AI, you see him manipulating um, Andy, but. When I, I mean, I'm thinking about that in retrospect, but when you watch the movie, when I watched it, I just felt like he was, he, Chucky is learning because mm-hmm. they're intuitive AI. And so he's learning like a child and he's saying like, he's finding things that are, are similar. And he's like, no one will appreciate us like we will appreciate each other because you cared about me even though I was broken. Yeah. Ooh. You know, because he says it's okay if you're if you're broken. Because Andy actually says that to Chucky like the first week or because something. Because he tells him, and it was really touching when they're playing games together. And stuff. He, yeah, he's no. like, no one, can, no yeah. one can find out that you're different. That's just our secret. Right. Thank you. I have a question. What was the worst thing Aubrey Plaza did as a mother? Everything. Because I know the correct answer. There was one <laughs> thing that I was like, own a cat. No. <laughs> <laughs> I understand you want your son to make friends. Those two kids at night hanging out by a lamppost <laughs> in the rain is not like, hey, go hang out with those kids out there at night getting yeah. rained on. No. But it's kind of funny do because <laughs> she's you're, you're trying to see her like that. I think that you want to see Aubrey Plaza as a good mom, but she's almost as dismissive of a child's needs as every other adult in this film yeah. that is obsessed with the Kaplan products. Yes. So, I mean, it's kind of, it, it is on brand and I do like that. I haven't thought about that, but it's almost like subversive on a different, like on a, on a lower level that you didn't think much about because I, I can see him caring about the mom, but I really can't see, I mean, I can see Andy caring about his mom, but I, I you're right. I have a hard time really seeing her caring about Andy. I understand she's just trying to keep her head above water. Mm-hmm. You know, she's working a crappy job, trying to make ends meet, living in a dingy apartment and has a boyfriend that sucks, but she keeps him around yeah. because she just wants some sort of affirmation from an adult man. 
Well, and that's why I still think that it actually works better if she's an older sister that's stuck with a younger brother due to circumstances mm, out yeah. of her control. Because it makes the dismissiveness a little bit more understanding. And it makes her kind of not giving a shit that the boyfriend treated Andy like a piece of garbage a little bit more validity too. Because like, as someone who's friends with a lot of people who are single mothers, that if you don't get along with their kid, like it doesn't matter how much they like yeah, you. That's it's, it. It's a make or break. So uh, all in all though, um, unless anyone else has anything to say, I think that's pretty good. Go see it. It's fun. Um, it's, definitely ranking high is one of my favorite remakes I, it's tough to even call it a remake because like you said it's it's a remake in the sense of like house of wax and maniac where it's very very loose on the source material and just taking a concept and really running in a whole new direction if, if you're it. gonna do but, a remake i am one of the people that that's that's how you do a remake like we don't need a I, nightmare yeah. on elm street which is just the original like shop for yeah, shop recreating I mean, that's, that's it. Yeah. a lot of the time like use your own imagination the you you're not the person who wrote the first one just use your own thing and just like take little things from the original that's like yeah uh, i am with like the bioshock games and this sounds so stupid but like the first bioshock game super amazing the second bioshock game they didn't have any rights to the original stuff instead of going a separate direction they just took bits and pieces and then they had them uh, for the third game, and it was amazing. Hmm. Well, so uh, one thing I do want to point out, I think, is that um, I'm trying to uh, trying to figure out the best way to say this. Um, people were bitching about this remake and referring to Nightmare on Elm Street, whatever 2010 or whenever that came out, or whatever year, and. I was really upset by that because even out the gate, you should know already that this has nothing like this is so different from the original child's play. It's not like you have a, 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 a possessed doll. I mean, they, I, I think it's yeah. pretty straightforward in the, the trailers like that. It's, it's not a possessed doll. And I don't know. I just feel like this is fine. It can, ex it can coexist because it's, I don't know where you can go with the Mancini Chucky anymore because I, I mean, I, I liked cult of Chucky, but I'm also not going to revisit it because I feel like it's that franchise has had great legs and has had a great tenure, but I don't know where else you go with it. You know, like it's just, and I think the Friday the 13th, you could go in an amazing new direction and, and, the fact that they did a shot for shot remake is a travesty, but you know, I, I, I do take issue with people being like, we don't need more remakes because of nightmare on Elm street, 2010 or Friday the 13th, 2011, which has its merits on, uh, you know, it's not a good movie, but it has its merits. Well, it's, it's also very misguided when you look at history and film as a whole, because some of the greatest movies in in film history were remakes like most people don't realize that wizard of oz is not the first attempt at doing the wizard of no. oz like i didn't know that you yeah also i don't, don't give a shit about wizard of oz so there's that <laughs> but but like people bury that information because like you know it was a silent film first and you know like look at how many different versions of dracula and the wolfman and frankenstein and all of those other movies yeah. have existed thomas like, edison did the first frankenstein and, 
Frankenstein. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, what's the what's so... the best? What's the best Frankenstein? What's the best Dracula? Can you guys tell I me? I mean, I can't because I'm I'm gonna say Universal for both, unless. I'm gonna say we're gonna well, do it. Dracula. Yeah, I, gonna, see, I, <laughs> I disagree with that, but I was gonna go with Young, with Young Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and Young Frankenstein's brilliant because if you really listen to the dialogue, they acknowledge, like, Young Frankenstein treats itself as if it is a sequel to the Universal franchise. And yeah, that's how you can really tell it's um, a um, Gene Wilder film and not a Mel Brooks and, film. Yeah, yeah, because there's there's the line where I, I forget what it, there's something that comes up where like one of the townspeople says like we've dealt with this Frankenstein issue five times yeah. already. And that would have been, if it was part of the universal franchise, it would have been the fifth Frankenstein. Movie. <laughs> like it was like something like That's that, great. where they were like very much trying to acknowledge, like this town has to deal with this bullshit. Every single time someone comes looking for Dr. Frankenstein's notes. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, all right. So Brian, you got to get rolling. We went past our time a little bit, guys, go check out child's play. If you're in San Diego for comic-con, come swing by the geekscape booth, say hello, check out some of the people from horror movie night that are going to be there. Not specifically Scott and Brian, but past guests like Rebecca McKendry and Jay Tro, just to name a few. Uh, Katie, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back in maybe a month or two with an in theaters now, probably for scary stories to tell at the dark. Um, our lives are a little too busy to make midsummer work. Uh, and also I think it's a very limited release compared to hereditary. So those who are wondering, no, it's not going to happen, but we will be back on Friday with another episode of horror movie night. Thank you everybody for listening and hanging out on our social media and all that good jazz. If this is your first episode of horror movie night, we've got over 200 episodes of a back catalog. Feel free to have fun. listening to the Geekscape Network. Hi friends, the world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.